All right, episode four. What went to when in Rome? Welcome on my Roman legion, my legionnaires. Here is me hoping to make that work. Maybe I'll get it out right and then it'll work. We'll see if episode five. No, because I'm not going to take out the takes. I don't do a whole lot of takes. You know what I mean? I like to be, I like to fuck up and leave it in there so you guys know I'm a fuck up. <laughs> so, welcome to episode four. Um, Thanks, everyone, again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming. Um, um, we're going to do some world news, some uh, American news. You know, I'm going to talk about some SF local shit and then some pop culture shit. Um, we're going to talk shit and have some fun. Let's get into it. Um, uh, oh, I w- did want to say that I'm recording multiple episodes at the same time because of um, the holidays. Um, so this episode, you'll probably ex- see me like talking a little bit faster because, you know, I like to do a lot of mood enhancers in between and during breaks and talks and actually why I'm even fucking doing this. So, you know what I mean? We'll see what I feel. We'll see if I'm like, blah, 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 by the end of the fourth episode because, you know, cause the mood enhancers, baby. Speaking of which, let's all do our little mood enhancer. Uh, I hope you have it ready. Okay, one, two, three. Do your mood enhancer. They ain't no diva, if you remember that. <laughs> so let's go into what happened this past week or whatever. Um, there was an extreme um, um, circuit event, extreme Christmas circuit event um, in SF. I love circuit. I love. Um, I don't. Know. I love circuit. Um, SF circuit is kind of fun. Um, DJ ISIS, DJ Muhammad killed it. You know what I mean. I like to see the boys dance. I really love international circuit. International circuit's amazing. I do, I do think that circuit gets a bad rap, especially in fucking San Francisco, um, where I think people like to judge circuit. You know what I mean. I think circuit used to be a little a lot more exclusionary than it is. I think that it's gotten way more queer. There's a lot more like people of color. I mean, shit. If you look at every like circuit go go god, um, quote unquote, in LA, like all of them are Hispanic. None of them are white. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like you know what I mean when I go to places like PV, it's very queer circuit. SF, it's obviously queer circuit. Jesus. Um, and sexual sex positive circuit. My God. Okay. <laughs> like, is everyone's cloaca open at a circuit party? My God. Some of the some holes are so large at circuit parties that we literally stage a circuit party in the hole. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, well, look, it's so roomy in here. They got track lighting and everything. You know what I mean? I know half the kikis we go to are in holes. Like, it's just, it's just that they, 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 it's loose like that. Raise your hand right now if you're loose like the Holland Tunnel. Mm. And for those of you who are not like me, who are just tight and keep it right, there's room for you too, babies. Um, but yeah, like uh, Extreme Christmas is great. Um, I love circuit events. It was a lot of great. It was really cool to see people come from out of town to SF or things like that. Loved it. Um, uh, oh, we're still looking for a roommate. This is not an advertisement, bitch, because hopefully by the time this comes out, I'll have one. But I just want to talk about it. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's like a little bit harder. Um, it's been a little harder to find a roommate um, than it has for me in the past, um, which isn't a problem. I think it's just, you know, being selective and, you know, the search or whatever. Um, but it's been on my mind. I like to, like, talk about the things at this during this podcast that are on my mind. Um, so I'm looking forward to, like, you know what I mean? I love my current roommate. Guys, know his name is Cameron. He's a hot mess. Um, Express in a Walmart dress. Um, and I can't wait for a second one um, to kind of like, you know, help build that family. I really like roommates. and I like the community that roommates can build. And I think my apartment is really like, um, our apartment is really like kind of like a home for that kind of stuff and the people who come over. So having a third to add to that family is what I'm looking for. Um, by the time you hear this, bitches, I will be in Brazil. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Brazil is my second home. I love that place. It is like Disneyland for people like me. The drugs are cheap. 
the boys are fine. The medium dick size are seven to eight inches, and they like to party all night long. Okay, um, the standard of living is amazing. You know what I mean? So you can just pay like forty, fifty dollars and wake up and be like, "I'm King Dick." <laughs> you know, um, they come in all shapes and sizes and colors. They think that I'm Brazilian because I'm black. You know what I mean? They don't really, they don't really, they don't really speak English there, so it's not a whole lot of that white shit. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, you know what I mean? What can I not say about Brazil? So when I come back um, for episode, what is it, five, I'll be able to tell you about my escapades in Brazil. You know what I mean? Bonjour. Okay. I'll be there looking for some pow. And if you don't know what that means, that's dick. So I will be telling you stories about, no, I won't be telling you stories about the dick, but I will tell you fun stories about <laughs> it and just assume I got dick. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So we're going to take a little break and we'll be back. Welcome back. Hope you had um, took that break and used that break wisely. I hope you went to go pee. I hope you, you know, shit, jacked off, do all the things that you're doing. People say they like to cook and listen to me of my voice. I hope you didn't um, over season, and I hope you did season. Oh my God, I have a story. So my friend, I'm not going to mention his name, but you know it. it oh God, um, it starts with a K. Let's say that. Um, and we were at uh, Thanksgiving, <laughs> and um, and he had brought some um, potatoes, and uh, literally there was like some salt and pepper just like on the top, like the top three potatoes. And I'm like, person whose name starts with the letter K. Like, and I'm, you know, he's white. He's white as white can come. So of course, a stereotype. But I was like, again. That same person. Why is it just a little bit of salt and pepper? Because it's like a like a like a like a decoration. And he's like, I knew that you were gonna say something, so I put that salt and pepper on there. I was like, girl, the fact that you put salt and pepper on that motherfucker like a garnish is the problem. Like salt and pepper is a flavor. And then he's he's like, that's like it's fine. I'm like, I can't believe I'm having this fucking conversation. I can't believe that I have to sit here and have this actual conversation with a white person about seasoning. I feel like, it's, damn, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen to me in San Francisco. You know what I mean? Like, I thought all the white people here at least knew not to touch black people's hair and put some seasoning in their shit. You know what I mean? Lou what lotion was. My God, I have a, do I have a Dominican friend. So what is he, 20, 33, 34? Didn't want to put on lotion. Talk about, oh, my Dominican jeans are going to keep me from needing lotion. Girl, is it going to keep you from getting a glaucoma? Or, sorry, that's your eye. Is it going to keep you from getting a cancer of the skin? What is that? Melanoma. Okay. And I should know because I'm black and have all this melanin. Anyway, let's get to the first topic, world news. Uh, the UN... General Assembly voted for a ceasefire. Literally, I wanted to bring this up because I don't want to keep talking about Israel and Palestine, but good God, man. Like, literally 153 votes in favor. 153 countries voted in favor of a ceasefire. 10 voted against. There, if only 10 countries vote, there are 10 countries killing whole other populations right now. And those are probably the 10 that voted against. So if you only have 10 people voting against you, what is that like? You know what I mean? Like every dictatorship, you know what I mean? What is that? Putin, like China, maybe Russia. You don't want to be on that list, baby. Um, and then 23 abstained. That's a lot of countries calling for a ceasefire. And it was a big rebuke to the United States because if you don't know, the United States is on the UN Security Council and the UN Security Council is made up of like major economies, major or major countries, China, Russia, etc. And the UN Security Council was going to pass a resolution saying calling for a ceasefire. But America is the only country that abstained or voted or vetoed it. 
And of course, with the UN Security Council, any veto, any country that vetoes means that no, they can't, they won't do it. Every country has veto power. And that is so like, so the, basically the fact that like the entire world is voting for a ceasefire and America is still waffling and still being like, oh, Israel could do what they, you know what I mean? They have a right to protect, do what they want, protect themselves. Girl, that's just America protecting itself because you know that America is just keeping its options open because that's how we come stage war. You know what I mean? That's what we did in Afghanistan and shit like that. We haven't done it into a huge population, but remember, we are the country that dropped the bomb, nuclear bomb. You know, we're the only country that has dropped the nuclear bomb. We are also the country that doesn't um, put it, submit itself to the world court. You know what I mean? Doesn't submit itself to the Hague because we don't want to be brought up on war crimes on shit that we've done. Like I don't know, invading Iraq. Um, so I mean, like you know what I mean? It's just it's just kind of annoying. The current head count right now in Gaza, um, and their death to Palestinians is seventeen thousand and fucking counting. Like. I don't, I keep saying it, like, no civilian death is worth, you know, you trying to go after a terrorist. And 17000 is damn sure not worth it. I don't really, you know what I mean? Like, we still obviously care about the, the, the people who are still... Um, Israelis who are still trapped um, or still being held hostage. Um, but you can't, you can't trade life for life like that. You know what I mean? Especially your government can't trade life for life. Um, and the other thing about fucking Israel is like, you know, they have no pro they have no plan after doing this. Like, I read that most of the people that they're killing are women and children. They're not killing that many men. They're not even able to find which men are Hamas, really, because they don't have great intelligence. And they haven't killed that many, which means they're not even getting all these people that they're killing, all these things that they're taking, all these bombs, they're not even getting to Hamas, right? You know what I mean? Because if you look at the proportion of people that are killing that are men and women, most of them are women and children and not men, which means that they're not actually getting to the root of what they think they're going to get to. And then they also have no plan afterward, right? Like, they did the Benjamin Netanyahu just torpedoed some um, American plan about working with the Palestinian Authority after all this, and they torpedoed it even though they don't have a plan after. So you don't have a plan after, you don't have a plan, you aren't even actually effectively killing the, the terrorists that you think you're killing, and you're just, like, the civilian deaths are just rolling up. The world has turned against you. Remember I told you last time about winning and losing the PR battle? Like, Israel, girl, like, it's time to do something else. That's it. That's all I got to say about that. So I'm going to leave that in there because, once again, Tyler doesn't understand what we say that we're starting. <laughs> And he just starts talking stories <laughs> when clearly cameras like and conduct, right? And then he just, so I'm not even going to stop him. We just going to leave that in there. And we're, <laughs> so we're going to move on to the next topic, which is American news. Oh my God. And this topic is, thank you, Tyler, for that. It was great. Allow me to read ahead. You know what I mean? Get my, get my thoughts on order. <laughs> so we're talking about, the next topic is about, like, um, so I don't know if you guys know, but 
three of the heads of uh, major colleges, Harvard, University of Pennsylvania, and some other college, um, they met in front of Congress um, and they had like a Senate hearing about anti-Semitic statements on campus and how they're going to be, how they're handling it. Um, if you guys don't know, like there's been a lot of like um, uproar, you know, on college campuses, which is kind of where these things should happen, right? Like not the uproar, but students are protesting, you know, talking about free Palestine, trying to, hold, you know, talking about, you know, blah, 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 talking about these issues. And of course, college students are going to be saying things that they shouldn't have. And some of the things they've said, you know what I mean? Like the Hamas, you know, some of the killings were justified and shit like really dumb shit like that. And of course, those statements should be condemned and those students should be penalized. What is kind of happening now is that because of rich donors, um, Jewish or not, everything, everything it seems like now that students are saying in terms of like, questioning the Israeli state is considered anti-Semitic, right? Which I don't think is true. I think that this idea that, like, it lessens anti-Semitism, a real anti-Semitism, when we attach things that clearly aren't. Um, I think that colleges are places where students should be allowed to speak their mind. I think that we should, before we, like, um, expel kids, they definitely should be given the chance to learn, to given the chance to go into programs that would help them learn. I mean, I, I think part of being in college is like having the freedom to speak your mind. I mean, I'm thinking back to like, you know what I mean? Like the seventies and Vietnam and they were saying down with the government and burn and like that. We weren't expelling them. Um, and they were protesting and burning cars and shit. And you know, when do, when do we, maybe we were expelling them. I don't know, but I'm just saying that like the protests in colleges is where these things happen. Um, obviously, university presidents need to condemn those kind of these really bad statements, but also they should be, and I think some of them were trying to say that, that they weren't willing to just blanket, say we're going to expel someone based on a statement, because a lot of it is contextual, right? A lot of it is what can be taught. We shouldn't be expelling students. How they can be taught. Expulsion does not teach anyone anything. It's like putting people in jail doesn't make people better. It doesn't, you know, make them be better. It just makes them better criminals. So the reason I like put this in there is because I think it speaks a lot to where we are at in the discourse when we're trying to expel and silence college students when the only one of the big things about college is the making it an incubator of free speech. And I think that it's interesting that donors are trying to pull money from Harvard and University of Pennsylvania and getting these um, the, 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 the presidents of these places to resign because they won't take make blatant blatant or make um very specific statements or blanket statements i'm sorry um category um, categorical you know um policies of eviction you know what i mean without t taking you know the co context and clue in, in, so that basically means that they're not willing to say we're going to expel any any student based on anything they say if it has if if, if someone thinks it's anti-Semitic, right? Like we're going to take it on a case by case basis. We're going to try to like educate, and we're still a place of learning and freedom of speech. And I think that trying to silence them by taking away money and getting presidents fired is a way of taking away that freedom of speech, and we should all be careful about that, and we should be aware of what's going on. So with that, let's take a break. And we're back. Yeah, no, guess no Tyler talking this time, huh? I guess he was he was able to see the conduction. He was able to work, and him and Cameron made eye contact this time. So, wow, thanks, Tyler. You're doing great, Twink. Um, so now we're on to SF Local News. Um, SF has identified 10 office buildings um, that can be converted to apartments. 
This one I wanted to bring up because, oh, so okay, take, it like harkens back to the Doom Loop, right? Or basically after COVID, you know, most of the places, um, office buildings, uh, city, most large cities have office building vacancies that are much higher than they were because of return to, um, to work at home, right? A lot of the uh, companies, even though they're forcing um, employees to kind of go back to the office um, more than they were right after COVID, we're still going to know, we know we're near the amount of office space that we needed before. Right. Like most of the companies are doing a, a, a hybrid version of return uh, work from home slash work from the office. So it's like and, and also in these same major fucking cities, we have all this lack of affordable housing. Right. So so it's kind of like to me, it seems very commonsensical to work on transitioning office space to apartment space. And, and then, of course, but of course. Because in anything, there's red tape, and then there's profitability, and then there's looking at, I was reading an article today, and it's like you have to build a lot more plumbing, and you have to drive into the concrete, and some of the buildings are too old. But girl, so kiss my ass. We know damn well that this is, once again, something that we have to, the government has to subsidize and pay and force companies to do because companies only give a shit about profitability. And the government is the only way that you can really um, undercut that because until I mean, yeah, you can. The free market is a great way to try to find ways, like the green. You know what I mean? The green tag, green revolution. We're gonna make a lot of money there, but it's gonna come down to the government subsidizing. It always does. It's gonna come down to the government subsidizing shit. So in the which is in the public interest, and in the public best interest, it is to turn to get as much affordable fucking housing as we can. Because as I said before, affordable housing is really what affects homelessness. Do you know what I mean? Not the visible homeless, not the homeless you see on the street. You know what I mean? It's not as easy to put them into housing because they have a lot of other issues like drugs and et cetera. Um, and so that visible homelessness is, is not like indicative of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about most of the other homeless, which we call unhoused, because those are the people like, like living couch to couch, those are the people that are fucking living in cars, you know, living in vans, shit like that. Those are the people that, you know, would be able to afford living in places if it was cheaper, right? It just needs to be slightly cheaper or much less cheaper, not people that we need to give a whole lot more social services to, um, which they still deserve it, but that's not what I'm talking about. So the fact that, like, there's still a lot of red tape, the fact that we're still having to work on profitability, like, this is, like, San Francisco has, like, a $14 billion budget. Bitch, we can put some money into this. You know what I mean? The state can put some money into this. We can put half as much money as we put into fucking power washing the fucking tenderloin so it looked like, you know what I mean, like a boy's butthole after it was douched, you know what I mean, just so the president of China could look at something cute from his fucking window. So this is the one I wanted to talk about because I just, like, I see a lot of articles about it. And I'm not seeing enough about how quickly this could happen. I feel like we have a 34% vacancy rate, which is supposed to be the highest of any major city in terms of office buildings. Then, girl, we should be at the forefront of fucking turning office buildings into residential buildings. Like, girl. So now we're coming towards the end of our show, babies. I know, like, I've enjoyed this time with you. You know, have you enjoyed this time with me? Thank you. Thank you. <coughs> oh Jesus! I just coughed. I'm not sick. That was the weed. Um, uh, my mood enhancer for the day. Um, uh, let's get to pop culture news. This one's a little sad, but I don't know. It's just coming up a lot. Um, and it's it's uh cancer. And the reason I brought it up is because I mean, should I just read? 
Um, the star of, of the star of Big Bang Theory is just um, talking about she had cancer and she got it removed in her lungs. Shannon Doherty just said that her cancer, her lung cancer, you know what I mean, which was stage four, just went to her bones and she's still fighting it. And then I read um, that Honey Boo Boo, a Honey Boo Boo star died of cancer. Um, and so it's just like, it seems like cancer is like kind of in the news. And I know that cancer, what, one in six and you know what I mean? Um, especially as I get older, like I feel like I'm hearing about it more. My mom had cancer. Um, and luckily she like went through it really relatively well. And then it like was in remission and she didn't have it again. And when she died, it wasn't of cancer or anything like that. So, I mean, that's lucky for her. Um, but I just, I mean, it scares me, right? It just like makes me think about the things that activities that I do. Like every time I read about a star that has cancer, then I'll like read up what the cancer was and I'll read up like, how do you get it? And then be like, oh, it was a genetic, oh God, we don't watch my mom's genetics. honey. we didn't have that problem, baby. We just got a little hot brush, you know, a little high blood pressure. None of that sickle cell like black people get or anything like that. Honey, this is good stock, baby. Okay, I would've gone, we would've gone for a lot of money in the slave auction. That was dark. Um, but, yeah, like, that's my coping method when I I'm reading about cancer, right? I read about it, um, and then I try to see if, like, I don't, you know what I mean, if my behaviors don't match it. Um, so I just want to bring it up. I know that, like, my uh, a lot of people I know have experienced or are experiencing cancer or will experience cancer, um, and it just kind of comes up a lot, especially in the news. Um, and it's scary, um, but you know, we cancer is one of those things that you can also deal with it a lot. So I encourage you, like, get your checkups. You know what I mean? Like, understand your history. If you smoke, girl, sure you might want to smoke, but you might want to go and start getting some lung cancer tests. You know what I mean? Like, check. Like a lot of cancers are what we drink, what we eat, how we live. And, like, if you're trying to do like me, I try to, like, channel my fear of those into, like, actions that I can take. You know what I mean? I'm, like, eating, trying to get more vegetarian. You know what I mean? Eating less red meat. I don't drink anymore. You know, I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. You know what I mean? So it's, like, those things also make me feel better about that fear. You know what I mean? Because it really is a fear. Um, so I just encourage you guys to, like, you know, like, don't let the fear of cancer keep you from looking it in the face and trying getting your checkups, going to the doctor, maybe thinking about the behaviors that you do as you get older that you can, you know, reduce. And that's about it. And that is the end of our show, babes. You know what I mean? I had a great time. I wanted to end on a, you know, a note of, of, of positivity. So just, you know, stay healthy, stay strong, go to the doctor. That's how you do it. And I'll be back. You'll see me when I'm coming back from Brazil. I'll be darker, skinnier, and my hole will be larger. And I'll have stories. Bye.